Episode 62, Marissa Medden's College Prep Course. The Online Course Guy Podcast. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content and packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. Didn't you take some kind of course that covered this stuff? Check it out. It's a good course. It's a good class. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Here's the Online Course Guy, Jeff Hopkins. Let's go. Hey, hey, everyone. This is Jacques Hopkins, and this is episode 62 of the Online Course Guy podcast. And today on the show, I was joined by Marissa from TalkCollegeToMe.com, and it was a great discussion with a lot of takeaways. But first, let me tell you about our sponsor, and that's Bonjoro. With Bonjoro, you can quickly and easily send short videos to anybody with an email list. I recommend you use it to thank the people that buy your online course, but there are plenty of ways to use Bonjoro. And if you want to have a relationship with your customers, you should absolutely be using a tool like Bonjoro. You can get started with a free 14-day trial by heading to bonjoro.com slash Jacques. That's J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. So my favorite thing from the discussion with Marissa was a discussion we had on the topic of to what extent do you create things inside your course? Like, where do you draw the line? And it was an interesting discussion. It's not one I've had many times, but when you're putting together your course, you obviously have your main offer and then sometimes you have bonuses and things that can help people with whatever topic you are teaching on. But where do you draw the line? You know, we, we talked about how, you know, I could literally include like a plane ride, like I could fly to your house and give you a couple of lessons included with my piano course, but that would just be silly because somebody could find an in-person teacher for far less and that you have to draw the line somewhere in terms of how much are people willing to pay for whatever it is that you're offering, the transformation that you're offering in your particular niche. If you can teach people how to get a, you know, let's say you can teach people how to get a seven-figure job, okay, people are willing to pay a lot of money for that. But if you're teaching people how to play piano, well, there's only so much people are going to actually pay at the end of the day to learn piano. So you have to draw the line somewhere. You can't just offer every single bell and whistle that's going to take up just so much of your time and money and resources. So we'll get into more of that discussion. I definitely recommend you stick around for that and the full interview, and I'm going to play it for you right now. So Marissa, what led up to you deciding to make an online course? That is a great question. So I was in the corporate world for uh, many years after college, I business left and started an e-commerce company because I wanted to be more autonomous, have my own business, travel. And as I got into the e-commerce world and was just learning about entrepreneurship and business, I kind of stumbled upon the world of online courses. And it really just jived with me because I realized it was a way that I could follow some things that I was really passionate about and learn to monetize it in a way that made a lot of sense. So I then uh, did another sidetrack away from uh, my e-commerce business and have been full-time into the course creation and world of selling online courses. So what does that what does that even mean that you started an e-commerce business? I mean, my <laughs> understanding of e-commerce is that like you sell physical products? Yes. Apologies. Yeah. So I, I sold physical products for a while and I had actually started a business. Um, so my mother and her best friend, when they were younger than I was, started these dessert only restaurants 
in Atlanta where I'm from. And they closed their business more than 20 years ago to spend more time uh, with me and my brother when I, you know, when we were kids, but people kept asking for their products all the time. And so as I was like, you know, I want to leave the corporate world. I don't know exactly what I want to do. And people were asking. So I was like, I'll bring, this makes so much sense. I'll bring back her business. Um, so when I say e-commerce, I brought their desserts back, but I did it only online because I wanted that to have the ability to travel and work from home and, and all of that. So I set it up in a way where I didn't have to be there. Um, but I found out that baking was not necessarily my passion. <laughs> I loved the online business part of it. And that's kind of why I um, transitioned into what I'm doing now. So that, e- that e-commerce business is not in operation anymore? Um, not anymore. I did hold on to it for a little while because it was pretty self-sustaining. And a lot of people often ask, like, why don't you just keep it running? You know, if you can kind of do it in the background while you're doing something else. But it really just kind of took away a little bit of my focus. It wasn't what I loved. And now I can fully focus on, on uh, my current business, which I really am passionate about. Okay. So what is that? What, what is your online course on? Yes. So uh, my online course helps parents um, of high school kids navigate the college admissions process. So parents of high school kids, they found were often very confused, didn't know... Um, what they weren't doing when it comes to helping their kids prepare. And so they, again, it's like they didn't know what they didn't know. So they're having a hard time helping their kids become the best possible applicants. And then on the flip side, they also, a lot of them just kind of have this gut, like they know there's more that they should be doing and they're always just kind of nervous. So I created this online course that walks parents start to finish through the college admissions process of everything they really need to know to get that bird's eye view and then down to the details of you know how to help their kid prepare, how to choose the right schools, how to figure out the right extracurricular activities, write their essays, um, pay for school, choose schools, all of that. So it's been really fun. I love the college space. I love college admissions. I love my own college experience. So it's been, it's been a ton of fun. So, I mean, you love all those things. I I guess I mean it sounds like an awesome idea and something that people really need. But like, yeah. how did you how did you know that that was your calling and what you should make an online course about? That's a great question. So as I was running my e-commerce business, I stumbled upon um, other online course creators, and one of them that I was following kind of asked the questions. Um, and I wish I could I don't remember exactly what they were, but it was basically an exercise of. Write down the things you're interested in. Write down the things people ask you about. Write down the things you could talk about all day and never get tired of. And so I wrote a list. You know, some of it was about travel, about sports, about um, athletics. You know, things I had participated in. And then one thing that kept coming up with me, um, I had thought about in the past maybe becoming a college admissions officer. But again, I wanted the ability to travel, and that one you kind of have to to be there for. And I really just love um, the audience talking with parents, helping parents, helping families. And um, a lot of people had come to me in the past to talk about Michigan. I did a lot of recruiting when I was, um, I used to work at Pepsi for a lot of years in marketing and I used to go back to campus and talk with students. And so as I was kind of doing this exercise, it was a theme that kept coming up and I knew it was a niche that really needed help and a space that was ripe for some innovation because as it exists, there's um, kind of all this free information of blog posts that are really unhelpful and really confusing and just kind of 
all sorts of information that's not helpful. And then there's individual one-on-one college counselors that people pay, you know, four to $10,000 to work with them one-on-one. So it was this cool opportunity that I, you know, not many people were doing in the online course world um, where I could teach parents. So that's kind of how I, how I got there. So, so you got the idea and then what, what is the time frame, and what are the steps you took to take to actually to, to make it? Yeah, that's a great question. So I say it took me about a year from start to finish. Um, partially, I was working on another business and spending a lot of time doing that and back surgery in the middle of it. Um, so that took a couple of months out. So if I were to do it again, um, and now that I've done it, I think I could create a whole course in a month, you know. Um, but for me, it was a, it was a huge learning process. So I bought some online courses myself to learn how to make online courses to learn. Um, you know, there's a lot of steps of like just Googling, like what microphone do I buy to record? How do I record my screen? What software do I use? Um, so I'd say, you know, to anyone thinking about it, don't let the details, um, overwhelm you or stop you. You can figure anything out. So, it was, it was a big learning curve to start. And I didn't, you know, I hadn't discovered podcasts like you. I think there's so many resources that could help me do it a whole lot faster. What year was this? Um, it was about a year. Well, it would have been 2016 when I first started. Okay. Gotcha. I don't, I mean, I don't, I haven't heard of any other online courses that are, are teaching what you teach. I'm sure they're out there. I mean, do you, do you have a lot of competitors or is this something kind of, kind of new? Yeah, it's very new. When I first started looking, I was like, I can't find a single one. And that could be a scary thing. Um, you know, you know that you want, it's, it's good in some ways to have other people in the space because you know it's something people are willing to pay for. That being said, there was so much um, other, you know, not online courses, but like I said, just websites with information and college consultants one-on-one in the space. So I knew it was a possibility. And now that I'm really deep in it, I found really a few others, not very many. Um, but I really feel that mine is, is one of the best out there. And it, it really takes people from start to finish in a quick amount of time. Well, I'm just wondering because, you know, in, in something like piano, which is what my course is on, yeah. there's a lot, there's, I have hundreds of competitors. And so yeah. it, all the more important to differentiate yourself in, in some way. And the way that I differentiate myself is I promise that it's going to be the fastest way to learn piano. Yeah. You're not going to be an expert or anything. So I'm wondering if you even have to differentiate or the fact, you know, just the simple fact of your topic is enough to quote unquote differentiate yourself. You know, what's funny. I think I almost have the opposite problem. Um, I have to differentiate myself in a way from other maybe one-on-one college consultants, but the price is different at that point. You know, they're priced way higher because I can offer one to many. Um, I differentiate myself as as a personality. So when I see a lot of, uh, of information, just blogs and different things out there, everything is either really just kind of like buttoned up and formal or very scholarly or just feels like a corporation with like just talking at you. So I like to be there for my audience, um, come across in a more casual and fun way because it, it just makes the conversation more fun. I'm not like, you know, here are three things you must do. It's like, here's what I experienced and let me help, you know, let's have a conversation and talk about it in a playful way. Um, that being said, I think for me, the greatest challenge isn't differentiating. It's um, educating my audience on what an online course is. Because for me, it's a lot of uh, parents. They're maybe a little bit older than our generation. 
Um, and they may or may not understand what an online course is and why it can be so, so, so incredibly beneficial. So it's kind of getting them over that hurdle of like, this is an online course. Here's how it can really help you. So my next question for you, Marissa, would be about traffic. Because like I said, this it sounds like a great idea and something that almost everybody could use that has a kid in high school that yeah. wants to go to college. So, and I know it's, you mentioned you have a marketing background, like how, how do you market this? Where, where does your traffic come from? Uh, yeah. So there's a variety of different ways. And when I first got started, it was an overwhelm of like wanting to do all the things, right? Like I see people who I follow on Instagram, on Facebook ads, on podcasts, this, that, and the other. Um, so a lot of things I've honed on are doing podcast episodes, you know, spreading the word like this, um, doing like I call them opt-in freebies of finding people with similar audiences that maybe do something a little bit different. So other people that work with parents in some capacity and trying to find a way to, um, you know, have them send out to their email list, a guide that I've done or some way to get them on my email list. And then, um, Facebook ads actually work really, really well. Um, the, the target that I'm going after of parents, um, I feel like a lot of people, say that Facebook, um, you know, people aren't on it, but they're, they're there. And there's so many people in Facebook groups talking about how, you know, all the help they need and that sort of thing. So how much are you spending on Facebook ads in a month? Um, it varies month by month. So I did it for a little while. Um, I'll spend anywhere up to a thousand dollars, um, just to get some traffic in that. Um, but it just depends. I don't run them all the time. Um, right now I'm really focused on reaching out and connecting people with like, like with you, um, to other partnerships. Um, so it just depends on the, on the phase that I'm in. And I like to kind of do tests and compare and see how it all works out. Okay. So let's talk about some of the tools you're using to execute everything. Uh, where, where, what, what software are you using to like host your course, email list, things like that? Yeah, great questions. I wish I had had these answers right when I was starting out. So to host my course, um, I think there's tons of different ones. I landed on Teachable. Somebody who I follow had used that and I was, you know, she trusted, I trusted. Um, so it's been really great for me so far. Um, no issues. It's, it's a great place to host it. Super easy to set up. For email, I use ConvertKit. Um, also, it's been really awesome. Um, easy to tag people, to look at visual sequences, to see people coming in and where they are in the process. Um, I'm trying to think. Any other software questions? I don't know. I use, I use probably 20 different, you know, software as a service, SaaS products. Um, yeah. And I, I try to, to cut it down, but like all the ones I use are just so helpful to me. And so, um, you know, I use ClickFunnels myself to host my course and I use it for other things. And then I yeah. use active campaign. I've, you know, I've actually been hearing a lot of people on the podcast lately that have, that use teachable and convert kit. So those are very popular. Yeah. Um, Surely there's other little software things that make your life easier that you use. Yeah, I use, I know, I was like trying to remember all the things. Um, I had, I was, had a really hard time between ClickFunnels and lead pages. Um, someone who I follow had used lead pages. So for me, it was kind of like, I see someone doing it. I know it works for them. So I just went ahead and did it. Um, I know ClickFunnels is awesome as well. Um, trying to think what other software there's, there's tons of different things. I use Zapier. Um, mm, love Zapier. Yeah. So trying, trying to, I'm like, what are, what are all the things? Um, Zapier is great to connect. Um, I use Samcart, um, for my purchase pit for when people go to actually purchase it, you know, they click on the sales page and then go, cause it's a really beautiful layout. 
Um, it's really great. You probably just use ClickFunnels built in, but it has upsells and downsells and then Zapier connects it. So anyone who purchased it automatically gets linked to my course and then to my email. So there's tons of different different things. And again, for someone starting out, I know this can feel super overwhelming. So I always say like, take it one step at a time, you know, set up teachable. And then as you're setting up your email, like, you know, you'll have questions of how things all connect, but um, just take it one step at a time. So I don't use teachable personally, but uh, my understanding of it is that you would be able to use it for like order forms uh, and kind of the whole buying process and then into the online course. Why do you use SAM card? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So teachable has its own kind of sales page and its own way to purchase a course and you can do the, you know, full price or a payment plan. But I found that it wasn't um, as great for doing upsells and downsells and other different forms of add-ons and products. So that's why I, that's why I use Sam cart. So gotcha. um, gives you more flexibility and other options. And, and I think it's just a really beautiful, um, really simplified, pretty layout and way to kind of uh, tweak, tweak it. it gives you more customization. Let's talk about your funnel. Uh, I'm on your, I'm on your homepage right now. And then I know I can click on, I can click on courses at the top. Also like clearly the biggest call to action is right here in front of me. It says no scholarship, no problem. Get my free guide, five ways to find scholarship money for your child. Yeah. Give me the guide. So that's obviously how I get on your email list, but it's not like you're only selling via email list because I can click on courses right uh, up at the top and then seven day college admissions crash course for parents click on yep. that and then I can r- enroll in the course. Um, have you thought about doing any sort of elaborate funnel strategy or do you have one once people opt in for your email list? Yeah. So for me, um, I'm pretty simplified in terms of my product offering. Um, at the moment, it's just get people on the email list is, is the number one thing because I offer really, really valuable information. So it's a way of a know, like, and trust to get to know me, see that I have valuable, you know, information that I teach parents, um, you know, to help them get comfortable. And then from there, it kind of transitions into um, educating them more about the course or watching a webinar. So for me, it's kind of email list to webinar to sale is the biggest funnel. Obviously, if someone's on the site and wants to go ahead and, and purchase the course, if they've heard about it on a podcast or something like that, um, I, I want them to have the option to do so. But yeah, so for me, the funnel is kind of email to webinar to a sale. And then um, I also offer, you know, through my email list, sometimes I'll just do like live workshops for a fee or, um, you know, other mini offerings, um, like the the common application just went live a couple weeks ago. So I did um, a workshop that was kind of a one-off live workshop with me of how parents can, you know, figure out the common app and what it is and how to help their kids. So it's kind of the way it works for me. How do you how do you incentivize people to go ahead and buy now? Is there any are you doing any sort of scarcity in terms of offering a discount at any point? Yeah, so oftentimes um, when I do like a live webinar, I will do a limited time discount for people who show up to that workshop. Um, and I'm actually working on a different strategy now, so I might switch it to more of an open close to do um, maybe like two times a year to um, more scarcity. And then I know I've also played with I don't know if you ever use deadline funnels. So <laughs> big smile on your face. <laughs> Is that a yes? Yes. I've, I've mentioned deadline funnel on this podcast many times because it's, it's definitely a big part of my evergreen funnel that I have for piano in 21 days. 
Yeah, exactly. So it'll become evergreen um, with, you know, using deadline funnel to, to have real scarcity again. So there's several different ways to do it. And I've been playing with kind of the open close evergreen, different launches. And that's something that's still, um, I'm kind of in the weeds of, of that still. I know you're, you're probably, your steps ahead of me there. So, but it's all a process to figure out what works for you and your audience, right? Yeah, it works. Um, the online course guy.com slash deadline funnel. If anybody wants to sign up, <laughs> I'm, on uh, it. I'm ready. I, I highly recommend it. Um, if you want to use an evergreen approach, then that's the right way to go for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. That, that makes a lot of sense. So it like your, your business, like how many irons in the fire do you have? Are you completely focused on talk college to me.com and this one course that you have? Yes, that is my full attention. Um, that's that's everything right now. Yeah. Okay. So, what does your day to day look like? Great question. Um, I know when I first started working for myself, that was one of the biggest things I kept. You know, as I listened to podcasts and learned, everybody's like, "We need a routine in your day." So, it's been something that I've been playing with over time. Um, for me, I I try not to set an alarm. Um, I think that's one of the benefits to like get a full night's rest, wake when my body is ready. It's um, I, I don't feel tired, exhausted all the time. It's awesome. So um, wake up. I usually do a meditation and um, try to get to work in the morning, get some things done that I need the most brain power for. And then during the day, I like to you know get out, go for a walk, go for a run, exercise of some sort, come back, do some work. But for me, I think one of the lessons that I want to share is that I started... I started this um, online course business because I really wanted the flexibility in my day. So if there's days where I have a lot of other things going on, I am, you know, totally fine to take the time and, you know, run errands or play with my nephew or travel for an extended time. And it might work on Sunday night if that's when I'm feeling inspired. So, you know, I would say to people, I had to get over a lot of guilt of like, I'm supposed to work from nine to five. I don't know how, how you feel about that, but it's definitely something I've had to overcome. Before our work week, right? That, that was my, my one inspiration years ago, 2014. I read that book and it's, it's changed my life for sure. Yeah. So the, the reason I wanted to ask that question is because, you know, as an entrepreneur, it can be easy to be attracted to the shiny object. I mean, like you come up with so many ideas and like, for me, I've got my piano course and that's what pays most of the bills. But then I've yeah. got this, you know, this brand of this podcast, the online course guy. And, um, I do a lot of these podcast interviews and then I've got yeah. a course on how to make courses, um, <laughs> which, so, I, you know, that's all part of this brand. And then I've got the piano in 21 days brand as well. And yeah. so there are things that I feel like I could be doing like inside of my piano course to make it more interactive. I could do yeah live Q and A's a couple times a week, um, just be more interactive with all the students in there. It's yeah. you know, people are very successful, but I think I could, I could do more, but I just, I want to, I just got my attention in so many different places for somebody like yourself who just has this one course. I'm wondering right. if you've thought about things like that and what all you're doing in to, to be as interactive as possible inside your course. Yeah. Um, no, I struggle with that too, with the shiny objects. And there's always things, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, it's like I could make my to-do list a hundred miles long. There's always things that I say are nice to do that I could be more interactive. Um, you know, I have a Facebook group where I help people. I know it can be more helpful to do Facebook lives, to write more emails, to write more blog posts, to clean up my website, to improve. There's always things to improve, to do, to get better. So for me, what I've had to really, really, really work hard on is to 
um, the night before I write a to-do list for my next day. And I've tried to be really focused on what are the one to three things that are really going to make a difference in my business and to focus just on that and to say, if I complete that in the day, like it was a good day. And I know this was a big shift that I had to transition to from the corporate world where like in this huge, huge company, like the more you did, the better. So I was like, I would have to do this. And I was like, I feel great if I respond to these emails and write this slide deck and do this and do this and do this and do this and do this. And that's really how you're kind of look like a good employee, right? Whether or not you're adding value, it almost doesn't matter in that world. So it's been a big shift for me just to say, I could spend, you know, 24 hours a day doing the things that you're talking about. But for me, I'm, you know, the four hour work week is my inspiration. I want to live, hang out, travel, you know, be with friends. And, and that's more important to me than, um, you know, spending all day on the to-do list. But I'd love to know how do you decide what to focus on and how to, how to not let those things drive you crazy that you know you could be doing. Well, I think as the as the business owner and the creator of the online course, it's obviously ultimately up to us to decide. Yeah. And when you're putting the package together of what you're offering in your online course, um, that's up to you. And you can throw in the package what you want to and you can price it accordingly. So right. at one end of the spectrum, like I could literally put in there like, I'm going to fly to your home and teach you how to play piano. <laughs> I, I guess it, you know, that kind of isn't an online course anymore, but that's just an excuse. <laughs> of something that I could do that I'm not willing to do, you know? Um, It's just a matter of figuring out what you're willing to do and what you're willing to charge for that, you know? I think that I could provide multiple Q&A sessions a week and I could provide one-on-one sessions with people and actually do with my premium offering, but not a lot of people sign up for that. Right. It's also a matter of how much are people willing to, to pay to scratch the itch that you're that you're offering. Yeah, and, and it's you can charge more when somebody's going to get a direct return on investment monetarily, right? right? So for you, I'm sure that you know you're not teaching people to start a business, but I'm sure that people do get extra scholarship money. Yep. For after having gone through your course, so if you yep. charge five hundred dollars for your course and then somebody gets a fifty thousand dollars scholarship, it's like pretty good ROI, right? Exactly. Exactly. You're not getting an ROI from learning piano. Most people are <laughs> yeah, more of the pure enjoyment, especially with my course, because it's more for people that just want to play in the yeah. their own home. And so uh, people aren't, most people are going to be willing to spend like two grand for that. And so right. I have to align what people are willing to spend with what I'm willing to offer them as well. Absolutely. And you bring up an, appoint, uh, an important kind of an important part, <laughs> getting tongue-tied here, um, that I want to say of kind of, you know, you could fly somewhere and, and go meet someone. You could do these questions, you know, twice a week, and you didn't talk exactly about why you chose not to. But um, for me, when people ask me about, you know, whether it's an online course or any business, um, something that I had never thought about, like, you know, when I was in college or entering the job world is to really start with the end in mind of what you want your life and your day to look like. Um, so for me, I am leaving in a couple of weeks to go live in Southeast Asia. I don't know how long I'll be there, but, um, travel is just super important to me. And so I wasn't willing to say, you know, I'm going to be working from nine to five and I can't necessarily guarantee that I'm not going to be, um, you know, somewhere without Wi-Fi at an exact time when I might be, you know, promising to host a, um, weekly 
you know, um, Facebook live session with some, with, or a Skype session with people. And so for me, the online course was so perfect because I could still teach people. I can still schedule my emails, give content, and they can go through the course at any time. And so I'm really specific about, okay, I might schedule this one workshop when I know I'm totally available. And I'm always going to be responding to emails and in touch with people. Like that will never change. But for me, it was super important not for it to not rely on a time zone or, you know, specific reoccurring um, appointments or things like that. So if I um, was home and had kids and I knew I'd be, you know, around a certain time, it might be something I was more willing to do and I might do in the future. But advice to people listening is like, really think about what you want your day and your life to look like and work backwards and make sure that, you know, this is to give you the freedom and the flexibility in the life that you want to live. So that was, that's my uh, soapbox for the day. (laughs) That's really well said. I, I, I feel the same way. I, I couldn't express that as eloquently as you just did. But ultimately, that's, I think, the reason that I've chosen not to do the things that I could do inside the course yeah. is because, you know, there's a reason that you and I were both attracted to online courses yeah. and have succeeded there. And we like to travel. We like location independence and time yeah. independence. Yeah, and time when independence. You, like when that. you live in Southeast Asia, like you're going to be on a completely different time zone as probably most of your students. And it's yeah. not just just not realistic. Right. I think the best middle ground that I've found, and, and this is actually something I'm considering uh, doing in the future for my piano course is to outsource something like that. You know, you yeah. have, you have other teachers that work with you and they can handle the, the things like that because, yeah. you know, entrepreneur as entrepreneurs, not only do we create jobs for ourselves, but hopefully we can create jobs for other people too that, that want, and, I love and, that. Yeah, that's such a good, such such a good point. And it goes back to the Tim Ferriss model of, of outsourcing, you know, and when I had e commerce um, business, I was outsourcing, you know, baking and shipping. So it, it can, it can be the same, you know, if you can find the team or someone who's that excellent piano player, and, you know, someone who, who you trust and has the heart and the desire to be there at a specific time every week, right? That's what it's for. And we are building businesses where we can hire, you know, consultants or contractors or other things. So yeah, definitely um, good to think about for the future of me. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah, no problem. It's actually in the works on my side. I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to do a solo show about that here soon on just uh, outsourcing different parts of within the online course uh, for those reasons. So I'm glad we had this discussion because I'll I'll probably tie back into some of the things you were saying. Oh, good. Um, Such a great segue. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so moving on, uh, how many students do you have? Oh gosh. Um, a couple, there's a couple hundred now, um, who have in, in some way have either taken the course or who I have helped. So it's still, um, fairly new, I suppose I would say, but, um, growing and, and spreading and, um, excited for the school year just getting started. So I'm ready to, to keep on growing. How did you decide how to price your course? That's a good question. Um, I kind of looked around from the other courses I could see. Um, again, that took me a while to find, um, but I looked at what they were charging and you know, kind of priced it similarly. And I had taken other online courses myself on different subjects and just kind of took a stab in the dark at what I felt. Um, I also had read an article from Teachable. They kind of send out different you know, emails about all things course content creation. And they basically said, whatever you think you know, in your gut, you should be charging double it. And I was like, oh God, <laughs> like, they're like, just do it. You know, you're what's, you, you know, I think in a year you're going to be realizing it's worth it. So you might as well start it. And it kind of comes with that 
fear is when you're starting something in its infancy of the, is, is it worth it? Can I charge that? Who am I to charge that? And so I kind of went for it and did it um, a little more than I was necessarily comfortable with, but that's always been something that I struggle with is, you know, charging what you're worth and it's really important. And I put a whole year into this and a ton of time and effort and, and I know it's helpful. So, um, you know, there's no exact science to it, but, um, yeah, I would say for the, for those just starting out, like do a little more than, than you think you're comfortable with because, because you're worth it. That's an interesting way to put it in the teachable article with, you know, think about what you want to charge for then just double that. We've yeah, definitely got into a lot of discussions on this podcast about pricing and the, all the advantages of pricing higher. But that exact yeah. sentence makes me think of a guy that I've that I've worked with um, who was charging like I think one forty seven for his course when we first yeah. started working together. And like the very first piece of advice I had for him was, okay, double the price of your course two ninety seven. Yeah, yeah. today he's up to to uh, four ninety seven. He's selling as many copies as ever, if not more. Yeah, it's it's a funny thing. I was actually talking to a parent the other day who just purchased the course um and mine retails also at 497 and um we had a conversation and he purchased and afterwards he was like, "You know, you could be charging a whole lot more." And I was like, "But it's it's funny and and it's it's just hard because some people I think a lot of people get into the online course world because you want to help people, right? You want, you know, you have information to share and you want to sell it. So everybody's different for me. A lot of times I really struggle with, I'm, I'm out there to help people. I know that this product helps people and, and I, I don't want to have a barrier to, to entry. I want people to be able to afford it. And so sometimes it's scary to charge that much, but at the end of the day, I try to think, um, you know, it provides me the ability to, you know, give people information like you're saying to then maybe hire somebody else to have more um, interaction with them and, and to help more. So there's all different ways to look at it. And um, yeah, it's, it's a tough part of it. Yeah, for sure. It's the the guy I was just talking about. I'm actually been pushing him to, to charge nine ninety seven for it because every time he increases his price, it, 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 it good things happen. Uh, <laughs> But he's 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 very hesitant, and I don't think he's ever going to do that because he's he's just like, look, I wanted to, I want this opportunity that I'm providing right. to be accessible to as many people as possible because I'm I'm passionate about the results that people can get from this course. Yeah, I want it. I want the price to be high enough to where um, people, you know, give credit to it. Yeah, 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 skin in the game and like actually know that it's legit and that other yeah. people are paying five hundred dollars for this. But I don't want it to be so high that yeah certain people that need this can't have it. Right. And then there, I know there's models that people do. Um, you know, if you are able to price high and when I like your point, it, it does show credibility. It shows that it's valuable. It shows um, a lot of different things, but if you're charging that higher price, then maybe you can afford to, you know, air quotes, give scholarships or provide it to people, um, you know, donate a one for one to someone who does need it or, or, you know, there's other different, models. Um, but another thing uh, I learned a while back when I was first starting is that people actually learn more, the more investment they put into it. And it's been totally true for myself. It's like if, um, I, I know Russell Brunson, like the owner of ClickFunnels gave an example one time of, he had a, I think it was an in-person like weekend long event where people came and learned all about ClickFunnels and sales funnels and all of that. And it was a $10,000 event. And he invited several of his friends and, you know, people he knew for free and they never went anywhere with it because they never invested in it. They weren't, 
there to, to really learn in the same way. And so, you know, again, it's, it's a scary thing, but I found in my own life, when you put money into it, it's just kind of this energetic currency that then you've said, this is important to me. I've, you know, invested in it and I'm going to learn it. So again, the people who I've given maybe a friends or family, the course to, it's like, they don't realize how important it is and they might not even get through it. Whereas someone who's, you know, paid hundreds of dollars is going to dive into every part of that course and get the most out of it. So that's something that I like to think about as well, that you're really benefiting other people. Yeah. I've given away my piano course to friends and family, maybe five or 10 copies and not a single one has ever even started it. Exactly. Exactly. It's such a funny, funny thing, but it's, it's absolutely how it works. Yeah. And some people, you know, when you're first getting started with an online course, some people say that you should start with like a beta group and you should give away your course for free at first to get people to kind of go through it. Maybe you can get some yep. testimonials or feedback yep. on the course itself, but there's, there's always a problem with giving away your course for free because yeah. there's very little motivation to actually go, go through it. So even for like beta versions of courses, I do recommend people charge money for those. Yeah. it's a great point. So this next question may be like the most micro question I've ever asked here, but I'm genuinely <laughs> curious about this. Um, on your sales page, right at the top, you've got an image and it's just, it just really pops for me. Like it's an image of a laptop and an iPad and an iPhone with like your course on each of the screens. Where, yeah. where did you, how did you make that? Oh gosh. Um, I think it's called, I may have to look in Igvichy after the show notes. I want to say it's called like placeit.com or something. Don't quote me on that. I have to look, but there are several websites and I saw that I kept kind of like seeing that in people's sales pages. I was like, how is everyone doing this? Um, and I would try to like not Photoshop it, but kind of like tweak it. But there's a really awesome website that has laptops and phones and iPads and all different angles and things where you upload your picture and it uploads it onto the screen. So if you remind me when we're done, I will, um, you can put it in the show notes. I'll try to find what I actually used. Yeah, please do. Because I use something called I think it's called myecovermaker.com to, <laughs> to make like images of eBooks and um, you know, th- they right. have like the laptop and the, and the iPad, but they're individual. And I just really like the layout of all three <laughs> the image you had on there. Um, I'm on, uh, it looks like placeit.net. This may be what, you, what it was. How's that looking? <laughs> It may be it. So definitely let me know. Cause I like, I'm going to, as soon as you let me know what the site was, like I'm going to do this for, for my piano course. Oh, love it just it, looks love really it. slick. Yeah. Well, thank you. Glad to answer your most minute question ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't answer it very well, but we will. Uh, there's a reason we do show notes. <laughs> so uh, one of the last questions here for you, Marissa is yeah. uh, what advice do you have for somebody just getting started with online courses? Okay. Um, I would say the first thing is I have a couple. One is don't get overwhelmed by the stuff that seems impossible. Um, when I first started, you'll find there's like we talked about earlier, a mile long to-do list. So just break it down into really small tasks of like, what can you get done tomorrow? What can you get done the next day? What can you know, like take it day by day. And as entrepreneurs, I feel like you're a professional problem solver, just kind of figure it out as it comes and, and don't let the unknown defeat you. Um, and the other thing I would say is I know when I started out, I kept hearing all these stories of, you know, the six figure launch after 30 days. And it's like, I just started my course two days ago and I'm a millionaire, you know? Um, and, and it's something you definitely hear today and not that it's impossible, but I would say stick with it. Don't get frustrated. Um, if you don't have a hundred thousand dollar launch two days after finishing your, your course, um, you know, start small and, and keep working up. And the longer you stick with it, the more it's going to snowball and, and grow and grow. 
Good advice, Marissa. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Uh, to wrap things up, let people know where they can find you online. And if there's anything else you want to share with the audience. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if there are any um, parents out there who have kids in high school or soon too, um, I do have a calendar, kind of like a, a to-do list, a timeline, so you know exactly what you need that I love to offer. So you can go to talkcollegetome.com slash online course guy. Um, if you want to download that, otherwise you can find me at talkcollegetome.com. Um, love to interact. If anyone has any questions, always feel free to reach out. Thanks, Marissa. Thank you, Jax. It's great to talk to you today. And um, I love what you're doing. And it's, it's so great that you're helping people. I'd wish that I had found you a year and a half, two years ago when I was in, in the midst of all of this. And um, it's so great that you're in, inspiring people to do the same. So thanks for the work that you do. You're too kind. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. You can find all the detailed show notes and links. And by the way, the image creator tool that we were talking about in this episode that Marissa wasn't quite sure of the name was, it is in fact placeit.net. Go to placeit.net and click on mockups, and that is what we're referring to. And that'll be in the show notes. So check that out at theonlinecourseguy.com slash 62. And don't forget to check out our sponsor of the podcast, Bonjour. You can get started with a free 14-day trial by going to bonjour.com slash and have you checked out my free online course workshop yet? You can get that at theonlinecourseguy.com. And this is about 30 minutes long. And it's going to show you how to create or grow a wildly profitable online course business. So this is for those of you that are thinking about creating an online course. You definitely want some direction from somebody that's been there before. Or if you have an online course already and it just has not reached your goals yet, this is for you as well. Once again, you can check that out at theonlinecourseguy.com. And as always, I'll see you at the next episode.